Hello, everybody. I am Strati Papa Georgiou. And this is Father Michael Tischel. And we are an imperfect podcast. Cast hey. pod. Whoa. Oh, podcast. Oh, we finally got it right. Almost. That was so close, Strati. That was so close. Man. Well, uh, we have a very Wait, exciting. No. 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 Cue music. very exciting podcast for you all uh, today. We have a special guest with us um, who is hailing all the way from Japan, believe it or not. And so we woke him up bright and early uh, um, in the morning in Japan at 5 a.m. in the morning, I believe. Uh, and that is Nikolai Justin Bingham. Uh, and so Nikolai, welcome to uh, an imperfect podcast. Thank you all very much for having me. Yeah. And we are just very excited to have you and to just get to know you a little bit and a little bit more about your story and just have a, yeah. an interesting conversation um, because what could be more interesting than uh, an American Orthodox in Japan um, at five in the morning, of course, uh, and how you got there and, and what your life's about. And uh, mm -hmm. so, yeah, so we're just, we're just excited to dive in. Thank you. Um, and thank you all very much for giving me this opportunity. Yep. Yeah. And, and I kind of want to... I kind of want to start it so start that it out. I can talk about how I got to know that's Nikolai. A good, that's a good connection. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yes. um, when we were doing St. Nicholas of Japan, um, the, the fellow who recorded it, John, he, he told me that he yeah. knew a guy from Japan and, gave, and that that guy gave John. John um, Marshall. John Marshall, correct. Um, some pictures of like authentic um, ja um, Japanese Orthodox texts mm -hmm. that were translated from Russian into Japanese, mm -hmm. and then I didn't know who the who the guy you know who this guy from Japan was, right? And then and then um, the the I, I yeah yeah somebody left a comment on the video. Oh, I saw this from. Uh, uh, forgot Nikolai this, this YouTube channel so I was like okay so I looked up and then I found this guy and that's that's basically how it you know and then we started yeah. talking and we got to know each other a little bit so Saint Nikolai of Japan yeah. really brought us all together mm -hmm. that's, that's yeah. really what it comes yeah from. basically and, um, mm -hmm. the interesting thing with John Marshall how I got in touch with him was uh through one of the people at the church. I'm, so I'm from Tennessee. I'm from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, the Orthodox church I went to there is a St. Elizabeth's uh, Antiochian church in uh, Murfreesboro. Shout out okay. to St. Elizabeth. Shout out to Father John and everybody. Love y'all. Um, <laughs> and John was the friend of one of the daughters of uh, the priest there, Father John Oliver. And um, oh, yeah. I, think he, I think he hit me up for something. And he said, yeah, I'm doing this thing with um, uh, Trisagian films about St. Nicholas. I was like, yo, bet, okay, I got you. And uh, I sent him those pictures. And then that's how, you know, yeah. through God's grace, all this happened. Nice. Um, but before that, I want to tell y'all some things that I 
may be interested. I don't know. So like I said, I'm from Tennessee um, and I come from a very, uh, I guess what's a, a good way to say this, faithful family, uh, in particular, like, like my daddy, like my mama too, but in particular, like my daddy. Um, um, and like my dad would read the Bible every night, still does. And would like my dad kind of talks to me in two ways either through movie quotes, which is a whole nother conversation. Like my family, we don't talk properly. We, we basically refer to each other via movie quotes, right? Uh-huh. Or constant biblical references. Uh-huh. And my dad will kind of just like make biblical references and then just kind of like, you know what that's from? So like, please ask his daddy, yeah. It's like, that's, <laughs> you know the, like, you know the part, you know the part when, when Jesus says this, yeah, yeah, daddy, yeah, I know, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> you know, um, but the interesting thing with that is where my dad got that from, because uh, I remember y'all did about, I, I don't exactly know the date, but like a, a, maybe within the last month, y'all did the thing about race relations. And, oh, yeah. and I was most certainly going to mention that during this. And the one of the people that gave my daddy his strong faith was the woman that raised him, uh, which technically was his great grandmama mm-hmm. um, who was the child of slaves, like her parents were slaves. And so yeah. she raised my dad and everybody. And, but apparently could not read or write her like 96 years on this earth, but still impressed on my daddy, this in, incredible yeah. like faith. And then yeah. there's the stuff that happened to my daddy. Um, and so that kind of gave a base to me of, yeah. of like one of the, answers that my daddy always gives is trust in God. Mm-hmm. Add to that, I, I guess the the lucky circumstances or the blessings under which I was born. So like I'm, uh, I was scheduled to be born in December of 1989, but I was born in September, mm-hmm. uh, about three and a half months early and wow. about like less than a pound was like 700 grams or something like that. So Ooh. I was, you know, born early. And the story that my mom and dad always tell me, they, they said to me, they said, uh, like the doctors told him, yeah, Justin probably has like a 5% chance of living. Mm-hmm. And what my mom and daddy said their reaction was, was no. Like my, my daddy said that he, he kind of looked at that. I said, no, God ain't going to do that to me. And then apparently like my mama started laughing, but the doctor thought she was crying and he tried to console her, but my mom was laughing apparently. So I'm like, all right, you know, there's, there's that. Right. And, um, so that kind of gave him this kind of foundation. And then it's like every night, you know, I'm dead reading the Bible and then talking yeah. to me in either Bible quotes or movie quotes, it's, you know, you get used to it. Um, and then, <laughs> what I'm like fast forwarding through a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, what brought me to orthodoxy because I, Oh, another fun thing. I've been in Japan for like s- seven years this time. This is technically my third time in Japan, Okay. but uh, I've been here for, for uh, seven years. I have been orthodox for eight years. Mm-hmm. So baptized like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So if you do the math, I have spent seven years of that eight years of my orthodox life in a country that's not orthodox, right. which which is so fun as you can imagine it would be um especially when you're not like you haven't done a whole bunch of learning you there's still a whole bunch you need to learn about it and, sure. and that's 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 fun anyway before i get into that and then so it was like i i started going to an orthodox church and i was like 
So I'm 30 now. 20, yeah, 20 going on 21. And um, how I started going was because of one of, one of the brothers in my Japanese class in university um, was uh, my, my, my boy, uh, Alex, was just in the Japanese class. And he was in the process of transitioning from, I think, being Anglican. Uh, his family's sort of Anglican and into being um, Orthodox. And at that point, I'd stopped going to church for like years. Like, yeah, I was like, I'm, I got bored with it, essentially. It's like, I don't, this, this, this is silly. I'm not going to, this something ain't right. I ain't, I ain't going, right. I'm good. Like when I was in high school, it was like junior high school. Like I, I started to go to this one Baptist church. And uh, I mean, they were real cool. Cause like they had a bus, they come pick you up. But I was like, I'm going to wake it up to get on a bus at eight o'clock in the morning. Now remember that time. Remember, remember me thinking eight o'clock in the morning is terribly early to go to church. That's going to, that's going to be relevant later. Um, as I, so I went for a little bit. I was like, bro, I'm not, no, thank you. I'm good. I'm not going. I don't care. I'm not going anymore. <laughs> right? um, and then, you know, eventually my boy Alex was like, Hey, why don't you come to church with me? And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. No, thank you. I'm good. Uh, and he's like, no, nah, man, come on. You should come with me. I'm like, eh, okay. And I'm like, my faith never really went away. I was just like, I just right. don't want to go to church. Um, and I think around that time, something interesting happened. So I told you my daddy always talks in movies and Bible quotes. And my daddy like knew the Bible. He knew it, like all the books. My daddy was good. And then one day, my granddaddy uh, had like a, there's like a partial house fire at his house. Like something happened at his kitchen, there's a kitchen fire and everybody was fine, but we were just, you know, went to the house to clean some stuff up and everything. Mm -hmm. And in the house, there was this old kind of family Bible. It's maybe about, um, from the 1800s or something. And I started looking through it. And I think what was the, was the church called it? The, Anagignoskima, like the, the, what you would call like the, the texts that are in the Old Testament that's not, or is it different? I think it's like like Tobit or Maccabees. Um, oh, was it two the, the, the apocryphal? Uh, the, the apocryphal? Oh, yeah, apocryphal? yeah. I, th I think Maccabees um, is an apocryphal. Or I no, I heard it. Well, anyway. no, I think something different. The start of Septuagint, because I heard the ones that are not like. Yeah, no, part but, of the yeah. the main canon of of scripture. Yeah, that, that that would be apocryphal. Yeah. yeah. Oh. See, I'm still Maccabees. learning my church words. I'm still learning my church words. Um, but, but Maccabees, though, is yeah. in the Arcana, no? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, then, okay. Oh, then, then tell me. Been, <laughs> the, the Septuagint. But, um, but I was going through there, and I started seeing those books in there, because this Bible had that. But um, no, I, I think in that in that particular form, it was separated into the Apocrypha, sure. I think, was that Okay, section. so there was yeah. elements. Yeah. Um, and then I started seeing Maccabees, Tobit, and, and uh, you know, the, the wisdom of Sirach. I was like, mm -hmm. and I like, I always like learning new stuff. I'm like, sure. I ain't seen this before. I was like, Dad, hey, what is this? <laughs> and my dad was like, I don't know. <laughs> and then that kind of made a spark go in my head. I was like, hmm, interesting. And then eventually, yeah, and then eventually my boys said, come, come to church with me. I was like, ah, okay. And then he kind of warned me in the parking lot. He said, all right, look, this is a little different. I need you to just do what I do 
I was like, okay. And then I remember walking into the church and there's the incense and everything. And then the first thing I see was this icon of St. Elizabeth, the new martyr, the one where she has like the white um, oh, yeah. veil, I think. And, and remind uh, me, this is, this is back know. in Tennessee. Yes. Yes. When this is happening. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And uh, forgive me for how I say this, but this is, this was the first thought I had. And I guess to be real with y'all, my first thought was who is this white lady? Cause that's not Jesus and that's not Mary. I'm like, I don't know right. who this white lady is. Who is this? And he said, just do what I do. And he kissed it. I was like, what are you doing? I don't know <laughs> what this is, man. This is freaky, bro. And then, um, I'm sorry. I said, Liz, I'm, so, I'm sorry. He was like, bro, what you doing, bro? Um, but no, we went in there and like, I remember after that first service, I went up to Father John and I hugged him. I remember that. Cause I was like, yo, this, this is, yeah. Like, I don't know what this is, but yeah, you know, and then from there, uh, I went through the process of learning about it. And my family was, was amazing. My family was like, yeah, you know, um, you, you find a church you want to go to, go to it. And then, um, mm -hmm. you know, kept on going and actually went to Japan to study abroad hmm. during this period. Hmm. And I found, uh, was that during, I, during high school or, or the, the university, this is university. university. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, um, so I was in, uh, Fukuoka, which is like on Kyushu, the, the West, the Western big Island in Japan. Japan has like three big islands, Kyushu, Honshu and Hokkaido. Kyushu is like the big one on the, like the lower left side, if you're looking at the map. Mm. And, um, so I went there and I found, I'm still like, in the, I think you call it the catechumen stage. Mm -hmm. And um, I found an Orthodox church relatively close to where I was staying. Uh, they met once a month. And mm -hmm. it's like, I kind of need to show you the size of my room. It, the, the whole of the church was basically the size of my, the room I'm in right now. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, and it was like maybe, I don't know, seven people, eight people, mostly old people. And that's not yeah. an uncommon thing here. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned about it. And, uh, after that went back to the U S, um, did some more kind of learning at, at church, uh, got to go to some Bible classes and whatnot. And then, uh, eventually got baptized in February, uh, relatively close to St. Nicholas feast day, um, nice. uh, in the river because the font at the church was not working. And then father was oh. like, Hey, like, Hey, you want to do this old, old school and go to the river? I was like, uh, yeah, that sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Let's do that. And then, um, I mean, yeah. we did that. And then I actually cut my foot on one of the rocks. So it's like, I, like, does that technically count as me bleeding for the faith? I mean, I don't know, but like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, I cut my foot. Like, yay. No, yeah. but, um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. We could spin it and say, yeah. Yeah. yeah technically. Yeah. I technically, mean, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. It's, that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah, y'all cut that out. Cut that part out. Edit that. Edit that out. Uh, no, this, no, is, an imp this is an imperfect podcast. Yeah, it's imperfect. Uh, Trust uh, me, we, we've said plenty of things. That, uh... <laughs> now, uh, oh, also, I guess I should mention why I chose St. Nikolai. Yeah. Um, because I had I didn't know anything about him at the time. Um, and I was thinking about, okay, you know, um, father told me, he's like, all right, well, about to get baptized. I think you should go through and try to find a saint that connects with you. Mm -hmm. And then I had no idea how I found him out, but somehow I found a like St. Nicolai of Japan. I was like, okay, wait a minute. Who is this? And then, um, I did a little research on him and I figured out the 
depths with which he cared about Japanese people. Because, mm. like, the, another thing I guess I should briefly mention is that when I was growing up, our next door neighbors were like uh, uh, American Japanese couple. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had, you know, the wife was from Okinawa and uh, the husband was stationed over there. And they had, I guess, when they'd lived over there, they had collected all of these VHS tapes of Japanese TV that they recorded. Hmm. And uh, we, me and my brother would um, just watch these tapes during the summer. So we started watching a whole bunch of Dragon Ball and all this like anime. And mm-hmm. when I was like real little, I had no idea what they were saying. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go here. <laughs> and I could never, I could never really explain what that felt like. Because uh, hmm. if people ask me, why do you like Japan? And to be honest, like I can't tell them why. Because hmm. like, there's so much in that initial feeling that drew me here that I can't it's a very articulate. like pre pre rational kind of yeah it's encounter like you, as a kid. It's like you must go here. Hmm. I was like I have no idea why, but like I have to it was like a big obsession. And so that kind of got worse and worse as I got older. And then, you know, um so, so you, you, you went and you studied abroad for was it just a semester? Yeah, a semester in two thousand ten. Okay. Which is important because the next year after that was that massive earthquake and tsunami that oh, happened. Wow, yeah. And um, I remember watching it. Like, I've, I've seen, you know, a whole bunch of disasters and all this other stuff and the, on TV and news coverage. But that was like the one thing I couldn't watch, right? Mm. Um, which is odd now because like, if, I talk, if you talk to my wife, she remembers that because my wife is from Fukushima. And, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. at, at that time, I'd never heard of Fukushima. Right. Um, and so this is kind of, you know, um, I'm at the point where like, I just came back from Japan. Like, like I, I just realized one of my life goals, like, um, and I'm finding out this saint, you know, really loves Japan and all this stuff. It's like, oh man, it's crazy. Yeah. And then that, that disaster happened. And then my university said, okay, we're doing something for the first time with Fukushima University. Hmm. We're going to get 10 students because the school I went to, uh, Middle Tennessee State University, MTSU. Um, sorry, um, we had like like twenty. You know, you know how people when they do podcasts and that stuff, they got to do shout outs. Yeah, I got to do a shout no, out no, to all, it's my, fine. all the people, right? Murfreesboro. I mean, it's oh, no. um, entertaining from. Yeah. Oh, well, good. Um, and so, you know, the, the university at the time had like 25,000 students, mm-hmm. and they said, okay, we're going to pick ten people. Didn't have to be anything related to Japanese. You're just gonna pick ten people and send you all over there to do like a volunteer thing. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I volunteered. Uh, I uh, kind of wrote my little essay, and one of my friends was a student studying at my university from Fukushima, and she told mm-hmm. me about you know her family and everything when she was working. Now she wasn't obviously she wasn't in Japan when that happened, but you know she told me about her family where her family is. I was like, oh man, okay, that you know kind of touched me. And so I did my essay, and thanks be to God, I got to go. And I also have a video that I made of that because it was kind of like a final, it was also like a final project for me to, in order to graduate. Mm. Um, so they said you could either write a paper or you could do like a final project. And my final project was like a video music video thing. It's super horrible now if I look at it, but of that experience. Mm. And um, so we went over there for like nine days um, to do the, the uh, volunteering. And that was, like crazy because mm-hmm. that nine days is the reason why I'm here now mm-hmm. um essentially so it's like mm-hmm. we went there and you know we drove through like 
neighborhoods that were just flattened and erased. Because mm -hmm. we were driving through this one place next to like a water reservoir that had been completely filled with like mud and debris. And they said, oh yeah, look over to the right. And it's basically just a green field. All They said, all that used to be houses. Whoa. Like there used to be a whole neighborhood mm -hmm. and it was gone. And I remember wow. digging in that reservoir in the mud and pulling out, like I pulled out shirts, uh, pulled out a cassette tape, I pulled mm -hmm. out like a, um, a purse. Mm -hmm. And um, me and one of my friends, uh, we'd, cause every family did homestays. And me and my friend, I think were the, were the only two or one of the two, only two of that group to stay at one of the temporary houses, mm -hmm. uh, which I think had, hadn't been done before. I don't, I don't know. What, I don't know. That's what they said. And so we went there and um, the temporary house is actually really nice. It's actually really, it's really small, um, but it's actually very nice and well put. And oh man, we drank so much. It was, it was amazing. Um, and that happened. And then the, oh, one of the creepy things is that we had these dosimeters. It was made about, about that big, maybe a couple, five, six, seven inches long mm -hmm. as like a little pocket radiation detector. Oh, wow. Um, and part of that was kind of to prove to people that, yeah, there was the radiation, but it wasn't as bad as people were panicking about. Interesting. It, it just so happened that mine was constantly the highest out of everybody's. I'm like, well, how's mine the highest? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It might be your camera. I'm like, bro, it's not funny. It's like, I don't uh, think it's broken. Let's get you a new one. And they get you a new one. And it's like, oh, yours is still a little high, but it's not, it's not like in the danger area, but it, it's like, it's a little high. I'm like, okay oh, okay but you know that that happened and that inspired me to to come back huh. uh, so after that happens like okay i'm gonna go go to fukushima and, and do something to help i don't know what i'm gonna do but i found the job there to teach english and this is at this point this is just this is i think after i got baptized because that was a 2000 yes after i got baptized because the volunteer was 2012 and I was baptized in February 2012, and this was in like July, mm. and uh, June or July. And I had actually at that time, I had I was given like a little prayer rope when I went there, mm. and so there was this um, plaque that the emperor had left uh, mm -hmm. for all the people, and like I took like my little prayer rope and I kind of just like put it there at the little thing. So mm. yeah, there, there's mm. that. And then I came back. I was like, okay, how can I get to Fukushima? Okay, I could teach English, right? That's an mm -hmm. easy way to get to Japan. And, you just uh, you just had to get to Japan. I mean, that that's so it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's no no it and gets, fascinating it gets, at the same time. It gets weirder after right. I actually got here. It mm -hmm. kind of like I the way I think of it is God actually shows me why I why He like pushed me to come here, right? right? Um, and and I'll try to explain this later on, but like God has kicked me in my chest like three times at least while I've been here. That's, that's how I describe it. God kicking me in my chest. And it's very obvious when God kicks you in your chest, but I, I get that in a second. Um, and so it's like, okay, I need to go to Japan. So I decided, okay, I'll teach English. And at the interview for the company, um, they had like a, a test, like it was a two day interview. And they said, we'll do the spelling test, which I can't spell. I need like Sesame street to spell. I'm, I'm horrible at spelling. And, uh, a grammar test mm -hmm. and my spelling was horrible and they told me they told me that like, yeah like your spelling and everything was horrible but there's something about you and this this isn't yeah. to focus on me this is more <laughs> like right, a, right, right. thanks be to god but it's like there's something about you i think you could be a good teacher 
will <laughs> let you go. Cause I was certain I failed the first day. Like I was certain I failed it. Really? Um, and they said, okay, here's your letter. Like everybody was given an envelope and they said, go, go, go back to your hotel room and yeah. open it. And it'll tell you if you make it to the next day or not. And, uh, I got to, you know, make it to the next day and I couldn't believe it. And, and then later on they said, yeah, you like the, the, the technical skills were like really low, but there's something. So like, yeah, we'll, we'll let you, let you go. Interesting. Lord, nice. Thank you. And another thing when they called me and said, yeah, we found a school for you. Cause I told them I want to go to Fukushima. And they said, that's weird. Cause I don't know no, many people want to go there. Um, well, obviously at the time it's still like the whole radiation sure. thing was like a big scare. And they called me and said, yeah, Justin, we figured out, oh, we have your, your plane uh, and your flight arrangements. And this is weird. I was like, what's weird about it? You leave March 11th. And the disaster was March 11th, mm. 2011. And I left March 11th, 2013. Mm. And um, when I got to Japan, it was March 12th. But they're like, yeah, man, it's kind of, kind of, kind of odd. You're leaving on March 11th. I'm like, okay, God, I get it. Okay, something. Okay, I get it. Okay, okay, I get it. And one thing that happened, and y'all can cut me off anytime you want, because it's just a lot that has happened to me here that I don't I get believe a, it, yeah. a big chance to tell people was, yeah, um, no, um, yeah. yeah, keep going. Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. It was uh, also, before, I'm, I'm going to yeah. take a picture for oh, Instagram. Go ahead. So, so, um, was the, one of the, a lot of interesting things. Like for example, back when I went for the first time to Japan during the state of Brock, my dad told me cause I'd never been, Oh man, you missed it. Okay. Uh, my, uh, my, my dad told me that don't worry, you'll be okay. Um, cause I was real nervous about flying. Hmm. He's like, don't worry, God will send somebody to be with you. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, dad, whatever. Okay. Thanks. And I went on the plane right next to me. There's a super sweet white lady. And she's <laughs> like, Oh, is this your first time flying? I was like, yes, ma'am. And, uh, and she's like, Oh, don't worry. You know, it gets better. And I'm just like, I'm looking at her and thinking, Okay. Okay. Fine. Thank you, Lord. Okay. I got it. Thank you. Thank you. And then, um, there's a, I want to specifically say their names, um, uh, to a couple that is, has, has felt fallen asleep in the Lord before us, uh, from St. Elizabeth. And there was, uh, John and Lee Glasgow, the, the fantastic elderly couple that kind of pushed me further into the love of Japan because I think um, John, he used to, I think, serve, I think it was the Navy, I think, in Japan for wow. some years. And they lived in Japan for like a couple of years and they had this huge collection of stuff that they gathered in their house. Like they had Japanese pottery and all this other beautiful stuff. Hmm. And then one day going to church and, and the wife, Lee, she told me, it's like, yeah, I have some pictures of um, me doing Ikebana. And Ikebana is like Japanese flower arrangement. Huh. Um, and I just looked at it. I was like, okay, cool. That's, that's whatever. Okay. And that one little conversation is the, the seed for the, one of the biggest things that's happened to me so far. No like, pun okay. intended. Yeah. The right. Seed, ha, right. Yeah. ha, ha, ha. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, flower arrangement. And, and so Japanese flower arrangement is amazing, by the way. But, um, I was like, okay, that's cool. And I was like, I mean, I didn't really, I wasn't that interested in it. And right. I, didn't, I didn't really think much of it. I was just like, okay, that's cool. Thank you for showing me beautiful pictures. And then when I came to Japan, uh, so I was in Fukushima, right? Um, and I was walking down the street one day and 
I see this Japanese, really like traditional kind of Japanese style house with the little, the Ikebana sign outside, like a little classroom. I was like, oh, that's the thing Miss Lee was talking about. And then I met, that's the day I met my Japanese grandmama. Um, and I look in and there's this old Japanese lady watering her flowers. And she looks at me, she's like, what you want? <laughs> and it was essentially like, they said, what you want? I was like, well, ma'am, I, you know, and, and sometimes when I get nervous, I, like my accent gets super, super country. But I was like, well, well, well missus, I, I, I just, I just want to look at the flowers. And she's like, okay, well, come on in. So I went to her house and I talked to her. Um, I decided to sign up to do the flower arrangement. And that, that woman, meeting that woman, that's, that's, I call her grandma, but like, you know, um, was essentially the feeling I got from meeting her was essentially like God put the whole of my church family and my family into one person and said, here, mm. because like, I think I'd been there like a year or so, uh, prior to meeting her and it got really like lonely Sure. Because I, I get very like, you know, anxious and nervous and overthink things. I mean, it could be a product of being born three and a half months early. I don't know. But, you know, it, uh, my mind tends to give into like depressive thoughts quite often. And if mm -hmm. I'm in a country by myself with not a lot yeah. of people to talk to, it, oh, it, yeah. it doesn't make things better. So meeting her was essentially. How she, spoke, like. she spoke yeah, English? Like, and... No, not at all. Okay. So you can hear in Japanese. Yeah, because she constantly reminded me during the war we couldn't speak English. <laughs> mm, right. Because she's how old is she now? She's like eighty-eight now. But she'll constantly make these World War II references. I'm like, Grandmama, you know the war is over, right? You know. <laughs> and, and she, by the way, she has this like World War II box in her um in her house of like because she was like when was she born she was born I think nineteen thirty-two. Um, and so she has all the stuff when she's like a little elementary school girl and, and it's just crazy, crazy cool stuff. And, um, but, you know, so I got to, and also talking to her helped improve my Japanese because I had to like really right. think about Sort stuff. of force yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, she, she taught me about, you know, the flowers and the thought behind it of where you're trying to express something mm. like something beautiful or you're trying to like, so for example, she asked me one time, like, do you have any brothers and sisters? I was like, yeah, I got like two older brothers and an older sister. And so we were doing this one arrangement. And she said, okay, try to imagine this is you. This smaller flower is you. The taller one is your older brother. The tallest one is like your sister. And try to imagine that they're the faces, right? Mm -hmm. And you're trying to, you know, you know, express like this, fam this family kind of mm -hmm. portrait through flowers. And then at one point, I kind of thought, what if you made like icons through flowers in, mm. in a weird way? Like, I don't know how to articulate it, but it's like sure. you could have these, you know, different flowers to express different things. Yeah, how could you things. make it basically an orthodox? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, like, like we baptize the, yeah, bap, you know, yeah. sort of, bap, like sort of appro appropriate, yeah, appropriate art yeah. for orthodox, yeah. right? Yeah, um, yeah. Which, which, which is going to lead me into the biggest thing. Um, so, one day um i'm sitting there with her chilling at her house just kind of you know randomly just going to her kitchen taking sandwiches out of her refrigerator you know like you do when you go to your grandma's house 
uh, it, it's, it's actually gotten to the point where like I've now because I've moved from Fukushima to closer to Tokyo uh, about three years ago and, mm. and that really hurt me to move because mm. of her because mm. I was like I could not like even after moving here, like I couldn't find another teacher. Like I can't get another teacher. I mean, the style of well, a teacher for what? I'll get that in a minute. But like, like I can't, I can't leave her. Like there's that grandmama, you know, the grandmama. I can't leave grandmama. Um, but then, yeah. you know, so I would still make an, an effort to go to see her once a month. Uh, but then eventually, I found a new, a, a different uh, teacher for what I do now. Uh, but and after that, it kind of showed like, no, it's essentially like we family. Cause like, it doesn't matter if I'm, if I'm her right. student now or not, it's like, we already had that connection. Mm -hmm. Like she told me last time, like, yeah, Justin, I was expecting you to come to the house, but like you couldn't make cause timing, like we couldn't, you know, something happened. We couldn't actually meet up that time. And she's like, I had made the sandwiches you liked, but you, you couldn't come over. So I gave them to the hairdresser. That was like, cause, cause she's like, you know, I'm, she called me like, I said, Hey grandma, what you doing? She's like, salon. I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, yeah, well, sorry, we can't meet. And then later on, she told me she made some sandwiches, oh, but we couldn't meet. And like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> and so like, <laughs> I, I basically, I got, I got two grandmamas. I got my grandmom in America, who I love dearly. And uh -huh. I got a little Japanese grandmama here, who I love dearly. It's That's amazing. Great. That's cool. Um, but but with, you mentioned the appropriating things. And I'm dead serious. Y'all can, can cut me off anytime. Yeah, um, well, I just, I mean, yeah. kind of to, yeah. So I guess, you know, you, you, you had a, sort of indescribable love for Japan and then yeah. various things that happened that, you know, can be attributed to God's providence or to his sort of his helping you get there and yeah. revealing to you what exactly it was that brought you there. Yeah. What, you know, I guess, I guess this kind of changes a little bit, although I think the, the subject, but although I think it's definitely mm -hmm. obviously it's related to you. Yeah. Um, what is the sort of um, the state of, orthodoxy in japan or would you rather not go to that yet struggling yeah mm -hmm. but growing really um in, well, in some ways growing in some of, ways yeah. it's it's struggling because it's extremely small right and it has mm -hmm. it has basically stayed extremely small since the time of saint nicolai um mm -hmm. so if you ever do research on the church in japan you'll you'll uh, constantly hear that you know up until his, the time of his death, St. Nicola helped establish all these churches and uh, seminaries and, you know, all these schools and right. you know, right. tens of thousands of people were, uh, you know, brought into the church. Now, I think you'll hear something like, what is it like, was it 30,000 or, or 10,000? It's, it's not, it's like, if, and if you actually go by going to the church, it would probably be nowhere near that. Mm -hmm. um, like, for example, the church that me and my wife go to, the one in Fukushima, um, is like 10 people mm -hmm. on a good Sunday mm -hmm. when it meets like it meets only once a month because um, there's the, the priest, but he comes from Sendai, uh, which is like two hours or so northeast of or two, three hours north, northeast of Fukushima. And so he serves with, arch, with the archbishop uh, there. And serves at the church in Fukushima once a month, but also he has another church he has to yeah. go to. Um, wow. So it's extremely small. Right. Um, and it's a lot of old people, you know, like right. uh, not that many young folk. Even yep. if you look at like the main cathedral in Tokyo, I was talking to some folk and they're like, yeah, you have this kind of like 
what do you call it? Like a revolving door effect where you'll have some people be like 10 or like they'll get baptized or something, you know, like 10 or 15 years or so. And then they'll mm. come and then they'll stop coming. And then, I mean, so, I mean, no, I mean, like real talk, the Japanese church is, is, is struggling because it's extremely yeah. small. What do you, yeah. what do you think could be done to help that happen? To help it grow, I guess. Well, what some of the things that are happening now, like one of the priests, Father Stephen, up in uh, Hokkaido, he uh, is attempting um, to kind of do like his own podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, kind of like just like recording kind of some of the homilies and also some of the other churches, like the church yeah. in Osaka. Um, shout out to Matushka Maria because she is, she and her and Father um, yeah, yeah. George are working really, really hard to translate things. Right. Um, so the church in Osaka, they they have like a little group and they're working real hard to translate right. things. And um, one of the other uh, uh, groups in Shizuoka, like in West Japan, they're working hard to translate things. Yeah. Um, but like with, for example, um, Father Stephen in, in Hokkaido, what he's doing now, he started doing like these kind of like this, the Zoom thing uh, with um, yeah, another... Yeah, another Japanese uh, believer who is mm. currently living in uh, in Europe, and oh, wow. who is a graduate of Saint Vladimir's. Oh, nice. um, and so what they do is they kind of talk about kind of basic stuff about orthodoxy in Japanese to kind of right. hear it with people. Um, and I think what the church needs—I don't know why you would ask a person like me that type of question—but it's like it, it's kind of a, it's a hard thing to answer. I think because you have to think about who you're trying to show this to, right. like who you're trying to bring orthodoxy to. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of like that thing when Saint Nicholas first uh, was was coming to Japan and he was studying all this European stuff, and then Saint mm -hmm. Innocent was like, "Hey, bro, what you doing?" Mm -hmm. Like, I'm getting ready to go to Japan. He's like, "What what you reading?" Like, I'm reading <laughs> this stuff on French and German. It's like, "Hey, bro, why you why you reading that?" Like, well, I'm getting ready. It's like. Well, where are you going? Though? Going to France? Going to, it's like it's like I'm going to Japan. It's like well then 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 bruh, I'm reading that. <laughs> That's <laughs> how you said this, it. This, this is this is this is this is how I translate stuff. Okay? No, go, like, go well, on. It's fine. It's, it's great. It's like, well, it's like well, bruh, stop stop doing that. If you're gonna go meet the Japanese yeah. people, you need to meet them on terms that they understand. By right. the way, which I have I have his his diaries, Saint Nicholas diaries, which. Neat. Oh my gosh! It's like yeah. like if in if, Japanese if a person is is in Japanese. Um, mm -hmm. Are they translated is, into English? I don't think so. That's that's the discussion because there's a book I got that's about his life that's in English, yeah. and um, I kind of started this like Japanese Orthodox line group. Line is like the Japanese version of WhatsApp okay. of trying to like gather people together. And some of the people asked me, "Is there like a diary in English?" And we're trying to figure that out. Like there's mm. some translations of snippets of it but we don't know if there's full but by the way if there's anybody who listens to your podcast that deals with like anxiety or depression um it is it is so refreshing in a way to read through yeah. your patron saint's diaries and read him going through that mm. and kind of discussing okay i've been feeling really down lately and have this like yeah. this really depressed feeling what is it is it is it is it like me personally? Is it the weather? Is yeah, it this? Is went, this? Yeah. You went through a lot. He yeah. Because it was, it was almost hopeless. I mean, like, right. yeah. if it's difficult today, I mean, in, in, in the 1800s, I mean, or yeah, yeah like the Japanese yeah. government was totally, you know, against yeah. anything foreign. Yeah. 
punishable by death even so yeah and towards the end of one of his diaries because his diary is put into three parts towards the end he kind of has one of those moments Mm. and he's like well if i die who's going to take care of my children like the Mm. church right who's who's going to do this after i'm gone like there's no one to give this to Mm. um but then he kind of he kind of swings back and says okay but but god's gonna be good god's god's got me it's it's gonna be okay or even when he had one of those depressed, when he had a, a day we was just going through like depression for like the last, for like two, three days, he said, all right, this will not be my state forever. He, he says, I will not be this way forever. Right. And I will go to church, receive the, the, the holy mysteries and I'll be good and mm-hmm. I'll be good. Um, but, you know, with, with the Japanese people, it can be very difficult. Like, how do you express this? uh orthodoxy to other people because christianity is still like like a like a thing right it's like a thing that's like eh, whatever because japan in terms of religion has a whole host of options right Mm -hmm. like people like i was talking to father clement who's one of the the japanese priests who's now up in hokkaido and i said father what do we do for japanese people because japanese people don't have a lot of religion he's like oh no 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 japanese people are very religious Hmm. but it's just how you think about it is different. Hmm. Like almost everything that is done in Japan has some sort of connection to either Buddhism or Shintoism in some way, right? But right. it's it's not consciously thought about. Sure. Um, That's really interesting because, you know, I think that a lot of people who watch, you know, they know Japan from, you know, outside of Japan, especially mm-hmm. nowadays with anime and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, I don't think any one of them would think of that Japan is very religious. I mean, other than when they, right before they eat something, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll put their hands together. Yeah, the itadakimasu, yeah. Prayer. I mean, that, that, that thing, the whole itadakimasu is sort of you sort of like giving thanks right, to right. The, the prep of the food and everything. Right. And even Japanese people, if you ask them, they will tell you they're not religious. Right. Mm-hmm. In sort of the, the way that we think about it. But sure. a lot of the traditions, like, right. um, going to the going to the shrines at new year's and all these things interesting but I, th- I think what japanese people could definitely use is kind of like to, to reference saint innocent again what saint innocent did when he went to to i think the alaskan area was kind of said okay how can we translate this sure. this into a way that you understand i think what saint nicholas started was like yo he and I even have the book he wrote about his observations of Japan. Um, because mm. I think the first six, seven years he kind of basically just did research, right? Yeah, yeah, I've read this, a little um, bit about it, it's very interesting. Yeah, and the opening line is kind of like, My goal is to have the words of the gospel ring out through the whole of this empire because it's still an empire. I mean, it's still technically, I guess, now because it's still an empire, mm-hmm. but it's like the ring throughout the whole of the empire. Um, and what what I'm learning and what I'm thinking about and because we're having talks about this all the time and like some of the, one of the right. orthodox Facebook groups is like how do you share this and there's like I, I don't have time to go into it but there's so much work beautiful work being put in by people across Japan and some of the different churches it's really small like there's like 65 67 churches are there are there monasteries oh that's Oh, that's a touchy subject. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, that's a, yeah. That's a touchy. Well, before subject. we go um, on, um, Father Michael, how how long have we been going for? Yeah, uh, we have been on for about fifty minutes. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. So another another more. ten minutes. 
Yeah, okay. 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Okay, there's, um, there's a female monastery, there's a convent um, in Chiba, okay. which is directly under Russia. And mm -hmm. there were attempts made uh, to start a male monastery under the Japanese um, uh, metropolitan, but uh, that, for a lot of reasons, it was unable to continue. Oh. Uh, and they're still kind of figuring out how to restart that. Um, but th there's one um, that's the, the one under Russia. I went there once, uh, which is beautiful. That's an amazing experience. Um, oh, and nice. it's kind of interesting to see because it's a Russian monastery amidst the Japanese countryside. Um, and the, the monastics are actually Russian from yeah, Russia? Two, wow. Yeah, two uh, female uh, monastics. But there's one Japanese monastic I know who's on Athos now. Mm -hmm. um, and I randomly ran into him one day in he? Sendai. He's now in Athos. Do you know Ivaron? Ivaron, yeah, yeah. Really, Ivaron. Yeah, and um, it's it's interesting because he he was a student of uh, Elder Ephraim, mm -hmm. and uh, I remember one one day he came to my little grandmama's house and we were talking, and he brought one of his books because I was because I after um, I did the uh, Ikebana, I started learning Japanese poetry chanting from mm -hmm. my little grandmama's sensei, which kind of looks like this. Wow. And the reason why I wanted to bring Beautiful. this up is because I've sang this for some Byzantine chanters and they said that it has these vague echoes of huh. Byzantine chant and how you, um, oh, I almost dropped my computer, and how you do the, the vibrations of your voice. Can, right? we, can we put you, you on the spot and uh, oh, yeah, no. ask like, you to chant a little bit? Oh, uh, dude, I was I hoping you would. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, for example, there's one from Mount Fuji, right? He's like, Senkaku, Tari Asobu, right? And I can go on forever about that. And what I learned from doing that, ah, is if you ever listen to the chanting, it's like, ah, yeah. Right, I was going to say. And... Hey guys, so uh, Strati here. Uh, so a storm took out the power on the building and cut off the podcast. Um, we know that Justin Nikolai was just in the middle of uh, singing to us, but um, we will continue this discussion with him about orthodoxy in Japan and his life. Uh, in a few weeks' time, we will bring you a second episode with uh, Nikolai. Justin Bing Bingham. Thank you all. Hope to see you next time.